Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. First things first, if you're an independent musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. All the information can be found on the almost famous page at 959WATD.com. While you're at it, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And we have a podcast. You can subscribe to that as well by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or at almostfamousradio.com. So tonight we are on the tiny stage being joined by Morgan Johnston. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So a quick story before we start the show tonight. I reached out to Morgan Johnston on Instagram a while back <laughs> to try and set up the recording for tonight, and I ended up reaching out to the wrong Morgan Johnston. That wasn't you. However, there is an amazing Morgan Johnston that you heard last week here on Almost Famous from Providence, who is a folk singer-songwriter, and I can imagine the things get confusing between the two of you. You know, that's not the first time that's happened. She is incredible. We are incredibly different in the best ways, but she's so good, and I'm like, I'm honored to be mixed up with her because she's very <laughs> talented, but we're not the same. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, two in the same market. It's, it's kind of unique, but yeah. it's really cool that you're both amazing in your own right. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You are from Cape Cod originally, now living in Nashville. So update us on where you are today with your music and your career. Yeah, um, I've been living in Nashville for the past five years. I grew up in Sandwich, so a little, you know, the first town on the Cape. And ever since I moved to Nashville, I basically have just been like honing my craft, getting better at writing and playing shows and putting out music. And I'm still doing it all independently, but doing the thing. The Fantastic. And some guests are joining you tonight in studio. Yeah, this is David Evans. He's also actually an artist. He's incredible. He's originally from Indiana. That's right. Cool. Yeah. I heard and you guys do sound checking and your voice is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I've managed to somehow steal him um, for this weekend <laughs> because he's so good. Uh, he's a great guitar player and a great singer. So Now, we should mention, too, that at the time we we're recording this, you played the Melody Tent on Cape Cod last night, and you're stopping by the studio on your way to a performance at the South Shore Music Circus. Yes, it was like my dream since I was a little girl to play the Melody Tent. I've been going to shows there since I was a kid. So last night was really special. And then tonight, I'm really excited. I've actually never been to the South Shore Music Circus, but I'm opening for Dustin Lynch, and that's who I opened for last night, too. But I'm so excited. I heard it's basically the same setup, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Guarantee it. I'm super excited. You've got... A bunch of music out there, including a new single that dropped not that long ago. Share with us what's available. Yeah, it's called Pity Party. I put it out in August. I wrote it with my good friend Lydia Dahl, who is here right now. And um, yeah, it's been out for a few months. It's been doing pretty good. That's incredible. Let's start off with the song, and then we'll talk about more music. Awesome. Let's do it. We have Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. What's your first song tonight? Uh, It's called Whatever Helps You Sleep at Night. All right. The tiny stage is yours. Things and we can make this right. 
outside and that you'll have me get back to them if it helps you sleep at night or you can tell them I'm the reason it ended ever you think's right yeah go and make up any story whatever helps you sleep at night cause I won't I won't hold you back anymore Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how that song happened. Oh, my gosh. So I wrote that song probably, gosh, it had to be at least three years ago. Um, I wrote that with a guy named Kyle Schlinger. He's actually a writer on a song called In Case You Didn't Know by Brett Young. And he was dating my friend at the time, and we wrote it at my kitchen table. It was about a boy that I kind of wanted to do a tell-off song to. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so it was just a hook in my phone and I, it was whatever helps you sleep at night. So we took that hook and kind of formed it around a real story that I was going through at the time. So, Did it work? It worked. Okay. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up on Cape Cod. Talk about what your early life was like on the peninsula. Yeah, I grew up on like a farm, which is weird because there's not, I feel like there's not a lot of farms on the Cape. I guess there is a, a little bit, but they're not very big. And so I grew up on a farm. I had horses and pigs and dogs. My parents are dog trainers. But I also incorporated music because my dad would travel around and do these entertainment shows of like all sorts. And I would sing the national anthem. And then when I was 13, I started playing guitar and playing around locally at like the Sandwich Taverna and a bunch of different um, restaurants that anywhere I could play really. And then um, I moved to Nashville. I was going to be a horse trainer, so I actually went to college uh, in Ohio and then was going to do horse training and dropped out for music. So here we are. <laughs> my dad used to do a bunch of uh, karaoke contests oh at gosh. the uh, Sandwich Taverna. I used to live for karaoke like I would go there and if I wasn't doing open mic I was playing karaoke or singing karaoke what is your earliest musical memory 
Um, The Wizard of Oz. I was absolutely obsessed with Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I think it might have been, like, the first thing I ever sang. So I would walk around the house, probably not very good, but I would sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So it's my very first memory. Do you still perform that song? No. (laughs) I guess I should, but I don't. Do you like the Eva Cassidy version? That would go over big, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. That would be cool. When did you realize that you wanted to be a musician? That's a funny question for me because I think like I've always known that I wanted to sing and play music and um, I think I always would have done that even if I didn't do it professionally. I think that I knew that I wanted to do it professionally when I took my first trip to Nashville in 2016. I had freshly turned 21 and I think the only thing really holding me back was myself or thinking that it would be too hard or not really knowing how to navigate becoming successful at being a songwriter or an artist in Nashville. And uh, as soon as I got to go and get a glimpse of it and kind of understand and get to see people in Nashville that were already doing it, it gave me a big confidence boost. And I think that's when I knew I wanted to do it professionally. But I've known since I was a kid that I wanted to play and sing. That's amazing. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you. We are chatting tonight with Morgan Johnston on the WATD Tiny Stage. Let's do another song. What are we listening to next? I'm going to do a song I haven't put out, um, but it's the only love song I really have (laughs) right now. So it's called The End. Let's hear it. Morgan Johnston on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Thank you.
But baby, I can't do it. Cause if I kiss your lips right now, there's no going back. Once I cross that line, I know that it'll be the last time I tell my friends about somebody new. Last time I do this, cause baby, I knew. Fantastic. Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage, WATD. Talk about how you wrote that one. I wrote this with, again, Lydia and a guy named Chase McDaniel. I'm trying to remember. This was kind of like, we wrote this at the house that I'm living at right now with my roommate Lydia. And I think we were just talking about how I needed a love song. I can't really remember, honestly, where the hook came from. But that is totally how I, I have a boyfriend now. And that's totally how I feel about him. And it's kind of about having that person who you know it would work out really well with, but kind of being nervous to take that jump because it's just going to mean the end, you know? So that's what it's about. That's great. Thank you. Talk about the early days of your songwriting. When did you start actually writing music? I started actually writing songs at 13. They were not good, but I wrote them, um, and I was confident about them. I think one of the first songs I ever wrote was called Dancing with the Devil. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking at 13 (laughs) years old, but um, once I moved to Nashville, I think I always had the natural want to write and the natural creativity, but I definitely learned a lot from actually making the words and melodies become structures and make sense in full circle stories. So Nashville's taught me a lot about how to actually make a song a song. When do you think your songwriting really started to evolve into what we're hearing today? The first song I think I wrote that it was like, this is a really good song was Good Guy, um, which is the first song that I ever put out. And I think I started to understand where the direction was going and taking my thoughts and making them, like I said, a full circle song that made sense from beginning to end and had like lyrical structure to it. So I think that was probably about 2017, a year after I'd been in Nashville writing. When did you start entering the world of co-writing? It took me about a year. I had always written by myself and I think we get stuck in a rut of, um, you know, when you create by yourself, it's really hard to open up and be like, here's everything that I'm thinking. And once I started to find really good co-writers who cared about what I had to say and helped me kind of you know, nurture those thoughts, then I think I started to like co-writing. And so I would say I started it about a year after I was living in town. The first year was just kind of a wash. I was just figuring out. For those listening who might not be familiar with what co-writing is, how would you describe it? Yeah. So basically you go into a room, you set up a time and you go into a room with co-writers that you've chosen. You bring guitars and usually like a laptop and you put it on a Google Doc and you start talking about ideas. And once you kind of decide what you want the idea of the song to be about, for me at least, not everyone does it this way, but you start to formulate melodies and lyrics and you all kind of collaborate on what the idea would be and then come to a decision on like, yeah, I love that melody in that line. Let's start with that. It is very collaborative, but sometimes they have a driver in the room, which is like someone who's kind of like driving the right. 
I know many people who have come on this show who just say that they can't co-write, they just can't make their brain work that way. Other people that come on the show say they can only co-write now. Mm. How do you work when, when it comes oh to that? Gosh. Can you still write solo? Oh, yes and no. Like I, th- I can start things by myself. I have not finished a full song by myself probably in a long time. So it's hard to transition from writing independently to co-writing and it's hard to go from co-writing back to writing independently so I definitely prefer co-writing now but I think that there's something to be said to be able to write a song by yourself and remember kind of where it came from and still be confident in your choices of a song by yourself. What advice would you give to somebody right now who is struggling in their writing and maybe considering trying a co-write? Be open-minded Because for me, it was about being like, oh, well, I can't do that. Like, I don't, you know, just be open to it and try it. And even if it doesn't work the first few times, try it again, because you'll find you have to find your people. And once you find your people that help you again, because you still as an artist deserve to say what you want to say in the room. But there are going to be co-writers out there who care about that and are going to help you. So it might take a few times to find who you jive with. But once you jive with them, I think you'll start getting really good songs and feel like even more comfortable with them than you would even just by yourself. Fantastic. That is the voice of Morgan Johnston. She is our guest tonight here on the WATD Almost Famous Tiny Stage. We are up against our first break of the hour. We have a lot more to chat about, more songs to share as well. My name is John Shea. You're listening to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass, my name is John Shea. Make sure to follow us tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to our podcast, too, which you can find at almostfamousradio.com. And by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app, tonight's broadcast will be made available as a podcast just after the show is over. So if you missed any of the night, you can go back and listen again. We are being joined tonight on the tiny stage by Morgan Johnston. How you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for making this work. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Who do we have in studio tonight? Uh, this is David Evans. He is my friend from Nashville. He's an amazing artist and a co-writer of mine. Um, he also just happens to play guitar and sing. So I dragged him along. Cool. And we have your co-writer in studio, too, taking videos and pictures. Yes, Lydia Dahl. <laughs> she is here with us. I, I have some good friends. I'm pretty lucky. She That's amazing. came all the way from Nashville with me for these shows, and I appreciate it. Did you drive or fly? We flew. Nice. Yep. That's the way to go. We flew. It's been... Just avoid know. spirit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've heard. Yes. We flew JetBlue. <laughs> so give us another introduction, if you would. My name is Morgan Johnston. I have been living in Nashville for the past five years, but I grew up in Sandwich, so I'm from Cape Cod. And update us on your website, social media, any of that good stuff. Yeah, my uh, Instagram is Morgan Johnston Music, and it's the same thing for Facebook. And my website, it's morgan-johnston.com. Cool. And how about available music? What's out there for tunes? Yeah, I have music on all platforms, on Spotify, Apple Music, everything you can find music on and streaming on. I have music out. It's under Morgan Johnston. And just recently you dropped a new single. Yeah, it's called Pity Party. I put it out in August. Uh, So if you need an excuse to throw yourself a personal pity party, you can go ahead and go listen to that. I love it. (laughs) Get a thing of ice cream and a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's continue on with the tunes. What are we listening to next? Sure. I actually wrote this song with David, who's here uh, with me today, and Lydia. Wow, I write a lot of songs with Lydia. Uh, it's called Better Her Than Me. Let's hear it. Morgan Johnston on the Tiny Stage, WATD. It's all yours. You found a new girlfriend Heard she's cute with eyes so blue She looks at you and makes your world spin Well, most girls in my place They would hate her Ooh, if I'm being honest She did me a favor Better her than me If somebody's gotta act like your mama Yeah, she's If she's gonna wanna deal with the drama I just don't get it She must be from heaven If someone should love you I think it would be Better her than me Ooh, I hope she likes her late night kiss With a hint of whiskey Hope she don't mind them wandering eyes Like she's wondering what he's missing Yeah, I owe her a drink for all her trouble Well, if I'm being honest, she probably needs a double Better her than me If somebody's gotta act like your mama Yeah, she's got me beat Somebody's gotta deal with the drama I just don't get it She must be from heaven If someone should love you I think it would be Better her than me Act like your mama Yeah, she's got me beat If somebody's gonna deal with the drama I I just don't get it She must be from heaven If someone should love you I think it would be Better her than me Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage on WATD. Since we have all the co-writers in the room, how did that one happen? Actually, this is funny. This is one about Lydia's ex who recently got married. (laughs) And so she brought the idea in. And actually, her and I had both tried to write the song a couple times for different co-writers. And I don't know, it just never really came out right. So we did it with David, and it came out that way. We just kind of wrote the whole song about how it was better the girl that this guy married than Lydia. So better than me. Being a Cape Cod girl, and I've heard this also, I had Lori McKenna in here a few years back. Oh, my gosh. And I'm such a big fan. She's amazing. Oh Stoughton girl. Yes. And mm-hmm. both of you, I can kind of hear the, the accent coming through a little bit, the southern accent. <laughs> I guess it's rubbed off on me a bit. <laughs> Actually, we all write with her son, Chris. They're, he's there writing and doing that Nashville thing, too. He's awesome. But, yeah, I guess that being in Nashville, you kind of pick it up a little bit. 
What is the first lesson you learned in Nashville? Uh, not to say wicked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's funny because it's not that people don't love when I say it, but they just are like, don't. It, they make such a big deal about it when I say it that I just got sick of hearing it. That's not really the big first lesson that I learned, though. I would say independence. I mean, I was freshly 21 when I first moved there, so I learned how to like be independent and be a human on my own two feet. And then I learned... I guess about the music industry to be good to people, honestly. I don't think that you can do anything in life in general without being good to people. So uh, especially with an industry where things can really get to your head and there's a lot of successful people who have done a lot of cool things, but I think that being good to people will never be able to top any of those cool things. So Completely agree with that. Mm. What are some Nashville myths that you've picked up along the way? Myths. That's a really good question. I hear a lot of people um, come back. You're going to make it on Broadway, probably. Like, I think a lot of people. I think that playing on Broadway is such a great tool, and not to bash it at all, because I know a lot of incredibly talented people who deserve to make it, but most of those people who are playing on Broadway are actually just there to get by and make money, and they do us their you know independent thing on the side, and they play showcases and other things that are actually what are helping them make it. So I think a lot of people, like when I see them, they're like, oh, do you play Broadway? And I'll be like... If I need money, yes. But no, there's no record labels going out scouting out their local talent at Broadway, unfortunately. So that's, that's great. Probably the first myth I dodged. That is the voice of Morgan Johnston, and she is joining us tonight here on the Tiny Stage. Remind us again of your website and social media pages. Yeah, uh, my Instagram and Facebook is both under Morgan Johnston Music, and my website is morgan-johnston.com. And what's available for tunes out there? Uh, I have a bunch of songs out on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all under uh, Morgan Johnston, basically anything that you listen to music on. Great. Let's continue on and listen to more music from you. What are we listening to next? Awesome. This is a song that I put out uh, in 2020. It's called If You Never Broke My Heart. Okay. The tiny stage is yours, 95.9 WATD. If he never broke my heart, I wouldn't know 
that he could use those kind of words. You'd never talk to me like that. You actually listen when I talk. You make time to call my mom. You know just how to make me laugh. Yeah, if I could talk to eighteen-year-old me, she'd look back and smile when he leaves. 'Cause if he never broke my heart, I wouldn't know what I deserve. Wouldn't be putting myself first. Who knew goodbyes would bring new stars? And if he never Really nice, Morgan Johnston, on the、so、tiny、much. stage. W A T D. Talk about how you wrote that. This I wrote with two of my co-writers in Nashville, and it actually wasn't my idea, but it was a girl who was in the room at the time had a boyfriend that、um, we were talking about. Like if if she had never gone through those past loves, she never would have ended up with the person she was supposed to be with. And it's kind of funny because at the time I knew that it was a really good song, which is why I cut it. But it wasn't really my story, and typically I. I like to cut songs that are my story, but that's the beauty of songs: is they evolve and they become and they have new meanings and new lives as time goes on. And now I feel more connected to that song than I even did when I first put it out. So that's the story. It's like you're reading my mind because my very next question was going to be: What's easier to write, songs that are personal or songs that are about other people? For me, it's usually always songs that are personal. There's some people who are incredible at being chameleons and like taking on. I mean, Lydia is one of those people for me where she like can really take on someone else's story and just like help them create it. But for me personally, I really love writing things that I relate to and that has happened to me, or at least if it's someone else's idea that I really can connect with. Do you have songs that you've written that are too personal to share? Yes and no. I feel like the Part of my job is to share them, so there's probably a few that I would be like, "Oh, this one's a little hard." But I think that if I can't say it, then what's the point of my job? You know. When is the song finished? That's such a good question. When it feels good, I think. I think that I have this like weird judgment that I don't know 
how to explain it, but I'm like, okay, yep, this is it. Or sometimes I'm like, this doesn't, this needs some tweaking and we go back in and redo it. But I think my, I follow my gut. I'm like, this feels right. We are recording this interview in September and you played the Cape Cod Melody Tent last night. You're playing the South Shore Music Circus tonight, playing a song for the very first time in front of a live audience. What's the feeling? Mm, the new songs are what is hard for me because I, I like to be able to get some practice in. But when I know that no one's ever heard it before, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really hard. I'm scared of how they're going to receive it. But it's it's pretty liberating, too, especially if they like it. It's like, oh, I have life. What is your favorite onstage moment up until this point? Last night, Dustin Lynch pulled me up on stage to sing a song with him, and I think that I almost died. <laughs> Were you expecting that, or did that just kind of happen um, naturally? It's a yes and no thing. Like I, I kind of put the bug in their ear, but I wasn't really sure if it was going to happen. And then a f- series of events happened that kind of brought me to the point, and then I found out while he was singing that I, he was going to pull me up. So... Yeah, it was like I kind of was prepared if it did happen, but I wasn't getting my hopes up too much if it wasn't going to happen. How about an onstage moment you'd rather forget? Mm, I could name quite a few of those. Forgetting words. Uh, the very first contest I ever entered in, I played this song called When I See Red, which is actually a good song. My dad's obsessed with it. And um, I forgot the whole second verse. And it was incredibly embarrassing because you have to like pay to be in this contest. And you, you know, I would new to Nashville and I thought it was a pretty good song and everyone I knew was there and I just like didn't sing the second verse. So that was pretty embarrassing. (laughs) But it sounds like you survived. I survived. You're doing some cool things now. Nobody said like you're not allowed back. So that's cool. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yes. That's Morgan Johnston. She is on the tiny stage tonight on WATD. Let's do another song. What is next? Um, this is a song that I also wrote with Lydia. <laughs> it's um, it's called Good Guy. It was the first song I ever put out, and it's really special to me because it was kind of the one that started everything. So Let's hear it. We have Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage. WATD, it's all yours. I had 18 shows that summer and he never came to one But every hockey game he ever played us out up front He can never make it, he had stuff to do, I get it It's alright, he's a good guy I was out of town one weekend and he slept with someone He was drunk and he was lonely, guess he couldn't help himself He told the truth so I forgave him, couldn't bring myself to say goodbye He's a good guy I can't make anyone believe that I believe it All they can see is why I finally had to But damn, I'll make excuses for him till the day I die Swearing up and down to everyone He's a good guy I lost a lot of friends who only tried to help me out Needed me to see that I was better off without But now that I'm not in it, I can see it from a distance. 
Morgan Johnston on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk about how you wrote that. That was the first, like I told you earlier, the first good song I feel like I ever wrote. I hate to say it that way because I think all songs are creative and good in their own way. But like, I really felt like I was starting to get the way that I wanted my songs to sound. And it is totally honest from the get-go. And this was kind of the moment I think that me and Lydia connected. The weirdest thing, Lydia had this hook in her song. It was called Good Guy. And I had a hook in my phone called He Is Good. And she also had, you know, an ex in the very similar situation where you just kind of make excuses for people. And something I tended to do a lot when I was young, and she did too. So we connected on that. And it just fell out. I mean, like, to me, I thought it really just fell out. And it was very true. All the hockey games, the horse shows that I was at and playing actual shows. and Yeah, so it's very, very honest. Was it a hard song for you to write, like, personally? Mm, I think it felt good. Like, I think it was, it was long enough. It was actually, like, I was not totally in it, I don't think, but I was close enough to those feelings that I could, like, channel them super easily. But it felt good to get it out, I think, more than it was hard. Let's talk influences. Who did you listen to growing up? Who are you listening to now? Mm, Shania Twain, Casey Musgraves. I still listen to Casey Musgraves. I listen to a lot of 90s country, like George Strait. I listen to everything. A lot of up-and-coming stuff because I really appreciate the journey. So I'm really into like Dan and Shay and Ingrid Andrus and anyone up-and-coming, really. Very cool. How about a song you wish you had written? Oh my gosh, everything Lori McKenna has ever done. <laughs> There's a song that is done by Lady Annabellum, and it's called, I'm embarrassed to say that I forget what it's called, but it's basically talking about heartbreak. It's talking about how the world keeps spinning when your heart is broken, and it's such a bizarre thing because your world is falling apart, but everyone is going on, and the morning news is still playing. And I forget what it's called, I'm embarrassed to say, but I've always loved that song. I've been like, wow, what a genius idea. How about like indie artists that are up and coming in Nashville? Some of the, the co-writers you're working with. Oh who who are you listening to from them? Um, Kaylin Robertson. I've co-written with her a lot. She's really good. 
Brandy Neely is another co-writer of mine. Lauren Weintraub. Love I Lauren. Think she's so, she, yeah, she's from the area too. Gosh, she's so good. Riley Roth, 641, David Evans. There's so many. <laughs> We also have some mutual local friends here, too. Carly Teft, Jade Carly Westland. Carly so good. Jaden. Oh, my gosh. Jeff yes. Rosen. Yes, Jeff is amazing. Question for David, too. When the pick falls in the hole of your guitar, what's your favorite way to get it out? You go first. <laughs> Man, I just look like an idiot. I just, I just turn like up to do the dance. I kind, of, I kind of jingle it where <laughs> the hole is facing me, right? So it's like sitting on your lap. And once I get where I can see it, I flip it over real quick. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully it falls out. I just stand there obnoxious. My pack is stuck in my guitar. What do so I you do? need a guitar tech Shaking on stage. It. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fix this. Well, I saw David reach his entire hand inside of his guitar last night. He loosened his strings, but I was impressed. I was like, dang, that kid is getting in there. Nothing's <laughs> stopping him. Got to get the battery somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are on the tiny stage tonight with... Morgan Johnston, we are up against our final break of the night. We have one more song. Does that work for you? Yes, that's awesome. Great. We'll do that after this. 95.9 WATD. Stick around. Almost Famous with John Shea on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Every Tuesday brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. Tonight, we are being joined on the tiny stage by Morgan Johnston. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making this work. Yes, absolutely. One final time. Give yourself an introduction. Sure. My name is Morgan Johnston. Um, you can find me on all streaming platforms under Morgan Johnston and on Instagram, Morgan Johnston Music, and as well as Facebook. Fantastic. You've got some music out there. Talk about what's available. Yeah, on all streaming platforms, I have a bunch of songs out. It's all on Spotify, Apple Music, anything you listen to music on under Morgan Johnston. Fantastic. You have some guests in studio. Introduce who's here. Yes, I'm here with my, <laughs> I'm here with my, well, he's not really my guitar player, but I stole him for the weekend. His name is David <laughs> Evans. He's also an independent artist in Nashville and has a great voice and decided he would come for the weekend, help me out. And then one of my co-writers and best friends, Lydia Dahl. Excellent. We have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we heading up to the top of the hour with? This is my excuse for you to go throw yourself a pity party and have a carton of ice cream and a bottle of wine. So it's called Pity Party. I put this song out in August. Good intro. Let's hear it, Morgan. Thank you so much for making this work. Get home safely. Safe travels back to Nashville to all of you. you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Quit talking about you All my friends rule the rise whenever I do But I never got a single sorry from you So I'm sorry for myself Yeah, I know I shouldn't only play the sad songs That keep me thinking about the way you treated me wrong Yeah, I swear one of these days I'm gonna move on I'll be fine as hell When my pity party's over But it ain't over yet you won't see me sober in my pity party dress I'm gonna get drunk, go out and end up crying on my own shoulder I'll get it all together when my pity party's over It's my party and I'll cry if I want to As long as I want to, as long as I want you It's my party and I'll cry if I want to 
take a shot for every time you cross my mind Maybe kiss a couple strangers if I want I don't care about saving my reputation Tonight but tomorrow I might When my pity party's over But it ain't over yet Now you won't see me sober In my pity party dress I'm gonna get drunk, go out and end up Crying on my own shoulder I'll get it all together When my pity party's over It's my party and I'll cry if I want to As long as I want to As long as I want you It's my party and I'll cry if I want to Confetti, dance around While I'm steady, breaking down Who knows how long it'll go Yeah, I'll let you know When my pity party's over But it ain't over yet Now you won't see me sober In my pity party dress I'm gonna get drunk, go out and end up As long as I want you, it's my party in a crowd.